my best to not just cough my way through this entire thing. And no promises. <laughs> hey, I'm Liza. And I'm Mike. We're a married couple with too many DVDs. 1,321 to be exact. Look, physical media is great, but we definitely don't need 1,321 DVDs. No, we don't. So we started this podcast where every other week we choose two movies to watch and discuss. And when we're done, we can only keep one. This, this is DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Death Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's everything? Oh, fantastic. It's Deathmatch time. It's Deathmatch time. Let's go. Yes. We're in the new rhythm of <laughs> do an episode, do a little mini-sode, do an episode, etc. Etc. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. We went to Disney World. We did. We really did. Part of it. We went to Disney World for a, a week, an entire week, with our two children, and it was exhausting, but also so much fun. I will say movie-related. Uh-huh. So we went on the Star Wars ride, Rise oh of God. the Resistance. You guys, it's so good. It's so good. And like, I like Star Wars. I do. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm like a Star Wars fan. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about... Like, if you start talking to me about, like, General Thrawn or whatever, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, like super in-depth. Right. In-depth. In-depth. <laughs> super in-depth. <laughs> but I like the movies. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I like... I have, which is probably the level that most people should be at. I like the movies. Well, they are fun. people can be at whatever level they want to be at. Sure. I, mean, I have no... Sure. But I just mean, like, for me, it's like, I like the movies. I watched some of The Mandalorian. I was fine with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah that's yeah. my level. Yeah. And I'm also, like, a 40-year-old man, so I'm like, okay, like, I, I know what this is. It's... You know what I mean? Like, I... Yeah. It's a lot of nostalgia, and I recognize yeah, that. For sure. Because that was... A, it was big for me when I was a kid. Yeah. So I have uh, some distance from it, I'll say. Some uh, healthy distance. Uh-huh. We went on this Star Wars ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's like, it's crazy. It's really fun. It's like, it's very pretty immersive, immersive. in a way. It's you, really, you really know, fun. The, it's really fun. But there's just like, there was a moment. There's all these moments in it where you're like, oh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. And then there was just like a kind of a, this moment where you're, tra- you're kind of transitioning between like, you're in a, you're in a car that moves around different mm-hmm. things essentially. Mm-hmm. And some of it's VR and some of it's actors, like the cast members who are there yeah. and some of it's animatronic. And so it's kind of everything. Mm-hmm. And you're part of the resistance and it's Kylo Ren. It's that, that trilogy level. Yeah. But there was a moment like when you're the car's moving through and you go past a window and there's a space battle happening out yeah. and the John Williams score came up yeah. of like you know the theme yeah and i was like oh like i just got <laughs> a full body like i'm in a star war right I'm now i'm in a star war it really worked on me yeah. you know what i mean and in a way that like i don't know it was very fun yeah um in a way that like walking around the galaxy's edge um uh kind of Section, section of Hollywood, of Studios. Hollywood Studios, which is the Star Wars section, yeah, um, is like fun, but it's also yeah, it's very crowded, cool. it's, and, and it's just like, like, yeah, and it's just like, like, oh, cool, you like, know, whatever. like everything that Disney does, it's very well detailed and yeah, and, exactly, and cool very stuff, cool. and like, but oh, I, this is cool. There was like a brief moment of childlike wonder for of, me, like, and emotion, it, and of emotion, and yeah. it has so much to do with that score, yeah, but for obviously, sure. they did a great job on the thing, yeah, but like. Um, so that was weird yeah. and fun. And I thought, cause I thought I was not, I thought I was over that. <laughs> I was not. Yeah. I like loved that ride. I mean, you know, it was a good trip. I think, I think we did. I feel like, um, 
with Disney World. I'm sure plenty of people just like go and like have fun and whatever. But I, for me, I, I always talk about how much fun it is planning it. And I do have fun planning it. I, it also stresses me out, but I do have fun <laughs> planning it. And I figured out that it's like, it feels like a game. Like it yeah. feels like a game you have to win. You have to, cause you, you know, it's, it's so, it's so expensive. Crazy expensive. Especially when you go for a week, like we did. Um, and so the whole time you're just kind of like in this thing where you're like, we have to make the most of it. We have to make the most of it. Right. And, um, I have a lot of fun playing the game beforehand of like, planning it out so that we really can make the absolute most of it. And I feel like, I feel like I won the game this time. I feel like we all won. I feel like I really won. I feel, I feel like, like, and I, now our listeners are winning by hearing about I, it. Yeah. This is a Disney world podcast <laughs> now. No, but it was a lot of fun. Disney adults. We are tired. I also have a slight cold. Um, it is not COVID. I don't, I, I truly do not understand. Like I fully was like, well, we're going to Disney world. We're going to come home with COVID, right? Yeah. This is the worst idea we've ever had. Right. Yeah. Um, We've had a lot of bad ideas going to Disney World. Definitely up there. Yeah. But somehow this is not COVID. It's just a cold. Um, And I feel okay, but I am congested and still coughing. And so I apologize. Great. To your ears, listeners. Perfect. I love it. (laughs) Um, and to be editing, who's going to go, oh my God, I sound so nasty. (laughs) Should we do the topics at the top? Do we have any topics at the top? Well, we've had a lot of good reach out. We have. Is that what it's called? That's the noun form of reaching out? No, that's not. Um, (laughs) Engagement? Engagement. We have. Oh, so much good engagement. engagement. That sounds awful. Wow. Um, And one of the things I wanted to respond to was uh, uh, Joe Garden and Hannah Garden, they were on episode (laughs) 61. We are, which we did. I'll do anything versus true stories. They were our guests. They're lovely yes. people. We love them. Yes, we do. And they reached out with a question because I don't remember the context, but on some. Oh, it was when Olivia Newton John. Yes, away. it was a topic at the was. top. We were recording the day that Olivia Newton John died. Right, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and um, and the question was from Joe and Hannah. What's the beef with Greece? <laughs> Um, and like, it seems like Joe's not really a super fan of Greece. Hannah likes Greece a lot. And they were both surprised by the Greece animus. <laughs> and, uh, that's the first part of the question. There's a okay, second part. So let's address that. Let's address that. Um, I mean, on, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I hate, I think you potentially like really, really actively dislike Greece. For me, it's more about, I, I do have a, I have a little soft spot in my heart for Greece. We, uh, I, I did it in junior high yeah, because I was in that production because I know because every junior high does Greece, um, which is hilarious because it's wildly inappropriate for mm. um, like middle school kids to do. Yeah. Um, just some of the language in it is like, like they have to change it every time. There's right. a line in, in Greece lightning where he said she's a real pussy wagon, which <laughs> is like, well, no school is going to say that. Right. So like what? But they will do the, Summer Lovin' Song, which obviously this is like a, a tired topic, but right. it's clearly like, you know, all about pressuring a girl. To, right, exactly. Like looking cool in front of your friends right. by saying that you pressured a girl to like do stuff with you. Um, so yeah, so and and it feels very much in the kind of musical theater zeitgeist. It is one that everyone knows. 
but I also don't particularly like it. I don't think that it's good. I don't think as a musical, I don't think it's great. Um, just as far as like the story and the songs relate to each other and, and, and how it flows. I think it's one of those musicals that if you're in it, it's so much fun, but if you're watching it, it's not necessarily (laughs) fun. So it's just like, I don't know. I just don't think it's a very good musical, honestly. (laughs) Right. And I think it's so, I mean, it's obviously so subjective and people, I think I was born a little, I don't, it's, it's the seventies doing fifties nostalgia Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it, I don't, I don't like, I don't have nostalgia for either of those times. Right. Um, but I think a lot of people just grew up with it and they love it and that's great. Yeah. And I was also in it in junior high in the same production. You played Eugene. I played Eugene. Um, I don't know why I, you know, interrogating it. I don't really know why I don't like it that much. It feels like I mean, I like musicals. Yeah. I just don't love the music. I think. Yeah. It doesn't like doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Which is weird, but I guess that's it. I also maybe like I was thinking about this because so on the plane mm-hmm. to Disney, mm-hmm. I watched Top Gun. You did for the first time. The you first really Top Gun, mm-hmm. which I definitely had animus for before. Mm. And it was related to doing plays in high school, uh-huh. and all the guys in like a were obsessed with Top Gun, right? Who were in the plays? Yeah, they were all straight or straight passing, or straight or trying to pretend that they were right. straight, and desperately. The, and, so. and Top Gun was the the movie that they were obsessed with at the time. I don't know, and so. And I had never seen it, and I just felt excluded from it. I don't know why I didn't just watch the movie. At right, the time. <laughs> you love to do that. Right, notoriously, <laughs> famously it's like a enjoy thing that you watching do. movies. Yeah, um, and so I had this like association with it of like feeling like oh that's stupid and it's excluded or whatever, it's exclusionary of me. And then I watched it on the plane, and obviously the part of this is related to the hype around Top Gun Maverick, which right. like, everyone's like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. And I was like, well, I want to watch Top Gun Maverick. I should watch the first one. Mm-hmm. So I watched. Top Gun, and I was like, this is pretty fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and it's like the movie is pretty gay in a fun way, and it's like um, I I liked it yeah. a lot. And it's like if you just like kind of give yourself over to it, super fun, whatever. Yeah. And then I watched Top Gun Maverick, and I was like, this is fine and good. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like maybe that would happen with Greece if I like watched it now and kind of just was like, do you actually? care about this or like this or hate this. Right, exactly. Like, I think it's it's probably too strong to say that, that either one of us hates it, but it's just, like, not a favorite. It's always been, uh, like, a, uh, like a, oh, Grease, ugh, thing yeah. for me. And then I'm like, why, though? Why, though? Mm-hmm. Olivia Newton-John's great. John Travolta's great. Yeah. Uh, I just I just think I don't like the music, but I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, Again, maybe. again, I, I hold firm on, if you're in the show, it's so much fun, and if you're watching it, it's not quite as fun, but... Well, I want to thank Joe and Hannah for allowing us to interrogate, <laughs> allowing me to interrogate this and dive into high school Mikey feeling excluded excluded by, by top gun know, by what? top gun what? Yeah. what does this have to do with anything there's more to that question there is uh what does liza think of bob fossey uh uh what a question um yeah right uh i, I mean again i uh <laughs> i'm a musical theater nerd i studied theater i unabashedly love musical theater bob fossey uh is you know potentially a god in that world um I, um, I also weirdly, I am not a dancer. 
I've never been a dancer. And I, but I feel like I was a dancer in a past life. I mm-hmm. really love dance. I have a yeah. really, I have a really like, I love dance, um, but I just can't do it. Um, and I disagree. You can dance. Well, I mean, I can move. I can move. Yeah. I can't, I'm not like a dancer though. You know, like right, I, I know what you, you mean, know. but. Um, and so, so there's an interesting aspect of it to me, like studying kind of what he did for musical theater and, and what he, how he changed the game. You know what I mean? He sounds like he might have been uh, kind of a nightmare to work with um, And he sounds like he represents a lot of the things that I dislike about musical theater as far as like um, what, what uh, an actress is supposed to look like and how she is supposed to be. Um, and I reject a lot of that in general. Um, so I think, and I think that he represents a big part of that, but you also cannot deny, you know, what he did for right. theater and, and the things that he recreated and, and, you know, just like sweet charity and, and, and all of, all of that stuff. It's, it's amazing to watch and how different and cool it is. And, and when people really do it well, and actually, um, one of my professors in theater school worked with Bob Fosse. It was yeah. one of their big claims to fame. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and she, uh, when I did ragtime with the school of theater, she picked me to me. It was me and the dance captain to do like a special, like, 16 count dance solo and i felt very um i don't know joyful (laughs) at being picked yeah like i was like what no no but i just felt very like like you know i was i was kind of hiding in the background like hoping she wouldn't yell at me and she she picked me out for something uh special which was really nice so (laughs) that's great i still think about it right no that stuff matters Um, it's like it's huge so that's what i think of bob posse did that answer i hope that answered the question that's awesome all right great question keep them coming we had a lot of questions all right should we get to today's matchup it's been like 45 minutes i know probably it's only been 17 minutes actually which is not bad for what we usually do at the top of this show so perfect great um y'all you'll never believe it not I only, won't believe it. Not only did we go to Disney World. Yeah. But we also watched two movies. We did. We did. Both of them are from 2006, and they are Just My Luck and Little Children. We actually went on the Little Children immersive ride at Disney no, World. No, 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 no. That would be bad news bears. Yeah. Listen, let's kick it off with Just My Luck. As I said, from 2006, directed by Donald Petrie, and our IMDb summary is... Manhattanite Ashley is known to many as the luckiest woman around. After a chance encounter with a down-and-out young man, however, she realizes that she swapped her fortune for his. That's not so bad. That's pretty succinct and uh, correct. Great. I love that the young man does not get a name. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, So this, we own this... Because of you. Because of me! <laughs> so this movie stars Lindsay Lohan as the aforementioned Ashley and Chris Pine as the aforementioned down-and-out young man. Right. Is this Who, the first thing you remember Chris Pine in? This is my introduction to Chris Pine, yeah. baby. And it's the last is, thing I remember Lindsay Lohan in. So. Well, um, I think it is the last thing she was in. We'll, we'll get into it. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, this was my intro to Chris Pine. And he literally just... Uh, stole my little heart because he's just doing exactly what I love of just this like adorable little thing um, 
And he's also very pretty and very sweet in this right. movie. Um, and it's lovely, and I, and I love it. And that's definitely <laughs> why we own it. It's definitely why. So It's like the, um, the Chris Evans role in The Nanny Diaries, episode 54. Check it out. Oh, my God. Um, but I, it's like the same kind of thing where you were introduced to that kind of exactly love interest in a rom-com. And yeah. He's now... You know, doing the superhero franchise stuff, but yeah, yeah. very, very sexy. <laughs> yeah, I think I said this when we when it got picked last last time uh, that this is a very specific time in my life. Yeah, and what I meant by that was, you know, because you know, there's movies. We talked about this. There are movies where it's like you think of them or you watch them or you see an actor from it. It's like oh, it's like a scent memory. Yeah, almost totally. Um, this movie for me is we're living in L.A. We right, live right after college. Right after college, we live. We're live. We're already living um, Miracle Mile. Okay, which is right down the street from the Grove. The Grove. Thank you. I was like, "What is it called?" Oh my god! <laughs> and you it's an outdoor mall. Yes, this outdoor mall that has a movie theater in it. You were working like overnight. Essentially. Yeah, right. And I was just like by myself. So what I would do, this movie came out, I think I saw it three or four times because <laughs> I would walk to the Grove. I would get a crepe because there was a pr- crepe place in that little like food market area. Yeah. And then I would go see Just My Luck. And I, I did that like three or four times. Yeah. That's probably when I was at like nine o'clock at night. Post production assistant. Exactly. Like, you wouldn't get home until two or three. Right. And I was like, well, what am I, what, what, I didn't have any friends because we just moved to LA. Right. Um, so yeah, so that, it's like this weird thing where it's like, I don't know if I was like depressed exactly, <laughs> but I maybe wasn't living my best life. Right. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, you know, like young and like auditioning for stuff in LA, which is a nightmare. And, right, right, right. um, and then, you know, the one person that I know is, is gone for the entire night. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go hang out with my friends, Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine. <laughs> um, cool. Fun. Yeah. Fun vibes. Fun vibes. So this is, I had never seen this before. <laughs> um, I knew what it was uh, from just knowing about it, but also that you had seen it a bunch of times. Right. Um, Lindsay Lohan. It's like a, it's like a very um, traditional rom-com in the, in, not in the setup. In yes. The high concept yes. rom-com. Like, yeah. So she's super lucky. She is a young woman. She lives in Manhattan. She works in PR. Mm-hmm. And she's like known to be like she's always like finding money or always gets a cab or whatever Right, like she walks out and it stops raining. Right, and, exactly. And, you know, she just, yeah, exactly. Like she's just super, super lucky. Right. The movie like is just is sets up that she's got luck. That's what she's got. Yeah. And then she crosses paths eventually. Eventually. It takes yeah. a while. It does take um, a while. For with Chris Pine, who's like unlucky. Yeah. And then they Actively switch. Actively unlucky. Right. And they switch and he starts to get really lucky. And he's a music manager yeah. for this band <laughs> called McFly. McFly. Which is, which is they get a they get an introducing credit in the they in do. The it says, and introducing McFly. And well, then, like, the whole movie revolves around McFly. Like Right. Yeah. Like, uh, so, and I think McFly was really big. They're a UK band. Yeah. And I think they were, at the time, already really big in the UK. And it was, like, And oats. not so much in the yeah. US. Um, so this was 
probably a pretty big like opportunity for them, or, or so they must have thought. I don't, right. you know, I don't know like, how well this movie did. <laughs> I don't know what. It feels like they must have been signed to the record label that the studio owned or whatever right, it was. And right. it was like, oh, Synergy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Synergy exactly. time. Um, although I will say, I feel like the band members, like, because they have a bunch of scenes in it. Yeah. And I feel like they they all do, like, like a really good job, weirdly. Yeah, like McFly acting. is not the problem here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, they're, they're no, not No, but bad. I was like, I was like, I think in my brain I remember them being, like, not as good at the acting part of it, but right. I feel like they're all, they all they're do totally like fine. a really good job. Yeah, they're totally know. fine. I mean, they, they're shoehorned into yeah. a movie that, like, Cards on the Table makes no sense mm. and is terrible. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so they're doing fine, and they're also not, clearly not actors and whatever, so they're totally fine. Yeah. Um, this is like Lindsay Lohan after Mean Girls. So. Oh, Okay. Are we going to get into Lindsay Lohan? Are we going to talk some tea? We've already, yeah, we've done her on Mean Girls and stuff. So. I know, but, so yes, this is Lindsay, Lo- Lindsay Lohan after Mean Girls. It's supposed, this is supposed to be her launch into, like, adult. Right, I'm right? an adult now, yeah. yeah. And I would say she still reads too young for this role, I think. For sure. But that like, could be, because right. this is the note I had about Lindsay Lohan. Because I like her. I think yeah. Mean Girls, she's, like, great. Yeah, like, we I talked think about, she's like, wonderful, she was, yeah. We talked about it on Mean Girls, like, that episode that we did. She's She was an incredible talent, and she might still be. I have no idea. Wow. Um, I wrote, Lindsay is, like, not good, but you see the potential there. So it's, like, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm, like, this is, she's not, she's not good in this. Like, she no. is actively not good in this. Yeah. And whereas, you know, Mean Girls, Parent Trap, all that stuff before, she was really good, yeah. you know? And I was like, what? And then I'm looking at the trivia, and I was like, oh, she was on cocaine. Oh. This is according according to, again, this is according to IMDb trivia. I obviously do not know Lindsay Lohan. Right. And allegedly, I am, allegedly, And I am not allegedly. actually trying to talk shit about Lindsay Lohan. Right. But, we have no investment in talking shit about Lindsay Lohan. Right. But all of the rumors surrounding this are, including her father, at some point, who sounds like he's not a great dude, but at some point said this was the first time that she OD'd on cocaine, um, that she was, like, heavily using drugs, that she was a nightmare on set. She, like, wouldn't show up. The other actors would be rehearsing a scene. She would walk up, like, not, you know, be sitting back, not rehearsing, walk up to do the scene and not know any of her lines. So they had to do a million takes. Right. Um, she was apparently out partying a ton with that other actress, Samari Armstrong from the OC. Oh, okay. Who we don't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like this was a really uh, rough time for her. Rough time. And, um, I don't and know you if, can tell, I think. Yeah, I, I just don't. It's just not. She's not. doesn't feel present and doesn't feel like she's good in this. You right. Know like I mean? It's not... Tr- and, it's, it, you know, it's a rom-com. It's a dumb rom-com, but... Right, but there's But a, Chris Pine is doing an amazing job <laughs> in this stupid he's rom-com. He's going for it. Like, he really is. Yeah. Um, and, but again, it's like, even with all that, I mean, so, you know, obviously if your lead actor is, is kind of... If all that's true, I have no idea. I have no idea what the problem is. Like, absolutely. With the movie. Absolutely, absolutely. But... The movie doesn't, for me, d- did not work. And I went in with an open heart, as it's I always okay. do. It's okay. You don't have to justify it. It's a bad movie. It's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not good. <laughs> okay. But, and I have no idea if we're going to get, like, the documentary in 10 years about Lindsay Lohan and how we were all unfair to her and all that stuff. Again, it's going to be one of those where I'm like, 
I I wasn't unfair to her. I was I know, fine. I know. Because <laughs> um, we talked about the Britney Spears and everything. I know. There's that whole like. Well, and I you know, and I genuinely do feel for Lindsay Lohan. It seems yeah, like, so it do seems I. like she had a really again a rough time, a rough go. Of course. And you know. Of course, I like you know whatever, but she. It's also like in her, the way they style her, the way they like her makeup, her hair, like she doesn't. She looks unnatural. Right. You know what I mean? Some of that is 2006, to be fair. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not her. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying it's not her. I'm yeah. saying, like, it, it. she just, it looks like they're trying to age her up uh-huh. and, like, make her into Anne-Margaret or whatever it is. And right. she's still a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? She still reads as a kid. Yeah. rom-com where she's, like, supposed to hook up with Chris Pine and it's kind of like a big style concept, like a liar, liar, big, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and she just reads, still reads as a high school student to me. Yeah. I think she was 20, maybe 21. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so anyway, so she's, they set up that she's super lucky. Um, I can't remember the plot. Like he's, a, he's trying to get McFly signed with Faison loves, yeah, company. company, and when they switch, he finally connects with him and gets right. them signed and blah, 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 and then she's trying to figure out, so she, the way that they switch luck is that she kisses him at this event that oh, she's organized, right. that he kissing, has right. snuck into to try and get Faison Love's attention. Right. Um, and they dance together, and they kiss, but then, and then her luck immediately changes for the worse, like right. she ends up in jail. Yeah. Um. And then she realizes so there's like a fortune teller at this event. Yeah, that's another thing too. I don't add know. To it. It's like, I don't know. It's, you know, the big thing is just like, oh, there's the machine. Or in Liar Liar, it's just a birthday wish. And right. And you hear the mechanics of how her luck gets switched with his. And the is, I guess it's just kissing. Yeah, then exactly. The so then, so, well, no, the fortune teller just knows what's going on. Okay, got it. So, so she finds out that it's kissing, but she doesn't know the guy that she kissed. And what they, she ends up doing is she knows it was one of the dancers. It was a masquerade ball, by the way. Sorry, right. everyone. This is all over the place. But right. she knows it was one of the hired dancers. So there's this whole montage of her getting all the headshots of the hired dancers and going and kissing all of them. Yeah. Which is really weird and awkward. Like, the Very, whole she's thing. She's walking up to random people. Not random, but finding and, them. Right. The- and kissing. And it's like, the thing that makes it awkward, for me anyway, is that with, like, half of them, she's doing the weird, like fake out kiss oh, where yeah. it looks like you're holding their face but you're just you're kissing your hand yeah. it's very weird and it's like you're not fooling anyone i don't understand what happened here like yeah. why anyway um go ahead also she gets put in jail and then when she comes out she's wearing an nypd hoodie when she gets <laughs> when she makes bail or whatever right like, i don't think they give you a hoodie in jail <laughs> like <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. they do i've never been i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know i have a question for you yes do you believe in luck as a concept? Ooh. Because that to me is an interesting concept, kind of like sure, it's an interesting thing to interrogate. Yeah. Does luck exist? This movie does not interrogate it and does at not all. Yeah, seem to care at all, and just kind of takes it as a given. Oh, she's lucky. He's not. I don't mean to get too deep with it, but like she's a clearly like well-off white woman living in Manhattan with a good job. They. They actively say she could go move back in with her parents if she wanted to. And she's like, never, never. Right. But that's an option on the table for her. Right. So, like, she's got luck, in quotes, on her side. Mm -hmm. That's like, 
I was just thinking, you know, this is a different lens, but I was just thinking about like privilege, obviously, as being a different. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that with the like this movie does not examine it very well at all. But um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think the, I don't know. I feel like I've said I don't know. I think luck is a weird one because it feels like it feels like in that category of like, well, do you believe in like spells and magic and stuff? And Mm -hmm. it's like my dumb little heart really wants to. Mm -hmm. Um, But my kind of more scientific brain is like, "Mm, probably not. Right. But um, but I also do feel like there are people who that that I would describe as lucky. Yeah. Now. I think a lot of those people, probably what I'm actually seeing is privilege, but some of it is also just stuff works out for them. Right. The, you know what I mean? The chaos of the universe, the chance, the yes. whatever has shuffled in their favor. In their favor. Right. And that's... And, I, and, and like for me, I would not describe myself as like an unlucky person but I think if you really took a lens to it, I feel like I've had a fair fair share of unlucky shit happen to me. But I also don't subscribe to that. I'm not like, oh, I'm so unlucky, you know? Right, right, right. What about you? I don't think luck is a thing at all. Like, I don't think, I, which is why, like, the movie maybe just never was going to work on me. Yeah. But I, I think, like, there's chance stuff that happens that's... uh. Like, what, like, I've gotten lots of lucky breaks in my life mm-hmm. where, like, and some of it is the privilege of being a white man and some of it is, you know, winning the, like, genetic lottery of having, uh, you know what I mean? Of, of, wow. Well, no, I just mean, like, wow. I just mean, like, of being born healthy and stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. And... And some of it is, like, those are all lucky breaks, I guess. But I don't believe in, like, this movie's concept of The, like, luck. magic part of luck. Right. I don't believe that some people are just lucky or that you or that you have a day that's lucky or yeah. whatever. You you did things to get where you are. You also, there also the universe is chaos. And so things can just happen to you that could be bad. But I, the, the, so in the climax of the movie... Mm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. There's like a point where, and I think this relates to little children too, because I think little children is all about narcissism. And I think, interesting. I think that thinking that the universe, that you're lucky or that you're, that you, that you're unlucky particularly or, or anything is a narcissist thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Narcissistic is it, is narcissism. Yeah. Um, and there's a part at, the end of the movie that I was that, uh, where my brain felt like mush and I was thinking about this a lot because <laughs> spoiler alert they're in Grand Central Station and they it's essentially like Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine keep kissing and they're so they're Switching trading the luck they're back trading and forth. the good yeah. luck back and forth yeah and every time she kisses him the good luck goes to Chris Pine and her train gets delayed. Mm-hmm. And you see it on the board. And every time he kisses her back, mm-hmm. the train gets undelayed. Right. And all I could think about was, like, this train. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, in the universe of the movie, 
it's all about, it, it's all emanating from Lindsay Lohan being the, the center of everything. Right, the luckiest person the luckiest on person. planet Earth. And what's going on with this train only has to do with her. Mm-hmm. But for the people on the train, wherever it is, <laughs> they have no fucking idea mm-hmm. that the reason that they keep stopping and then starting again and then stopping and then starting again. You think they're stopping and starting again. Or it was weird because I was like, what is happening with this train? It, right. I was thinking too hard about about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, what is happening with this train where it keeps getting delayed and undelayed and delayed and undelayed? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, th- like, it doesn't have to be stopping, but like, I, if the train's delayed, I mean, unless it's like, okay, okay. Unless it's a new train that's like starting its journey uh-huh. at that time, uh-huh. which I think at 11 p.m. is unlikely or whatever it was. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was after hours. Uh-huh. It's probably coming from somewhere and then starting again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's people on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> is this interesting? No, it and is then- actually interesting because cause, cause that that doesn't occur to me. And it doesn't mean that I'm not thinking about the train, but the way that I interpret it with the delayed, undelayed, delayed, undelayed, delayed, right. undelayed, is that it's that thing of, um, oh, I can't think of a single example, obviously, but it's like, it's kind of wrapped up in like fate stuff right Right. where it's like things are going to happen a certain way and you can't necessarily change that or maybe you can but so it's not like the train stops and the train goes and the train stops the train goes the train stops the train goes it's the train pulls into the station and either it's good to head right back out or a piece breaks Right, and the peace breaking is the thing. Is the thing, is the catalyst is, for... Is the little luck Exactly, exactly. So there's no. So there's some sort of something happening there that is switching back and forth, but it's not as big as the train stops and goes and the people on, the other people on the train are But there's other... Okay, so let's say it's just it. a piece of the train then. There's other people waiting for that train. Right. And let's say somebody's looking at that train and they're getting stressed out because it's delayed and undelayed and delayed yeah. and undelayed and they have a heart attack and they die. Because they're so stressed out. Well, about I mean, it. now you're just writing stories. <laughs> but that happened because Lindsay Lohan was like, all I was thinking about by the end of it was the <laughs> knock-on effects of yeah, yeah. everything that was happening. Sure, sure. You sure, know sure. what I mean? Like she's like it felt, and I felt insane. Clearly, mm, clearly, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I just think of think of that kind of stuff more as as the the bigger concept of like. Like you said, the universe is chaos. It's this whole swirling mass of of what and. I think there's potential, and this is what I mean when I say my dumb heart wants to believe in magic and luck and fate right. and all that other stuff. Um, I think there's potential there for um, one thing switching and everything shifting. I think that's true. You know what I, I mean? I think that's true. That like, like, it's just like, like, and it's it's what I mean when I say, like, in another life, I did this, or in another timeline, I yeah. did this. It's like timelines and stuff like that, and it's like, do I do I have actual proof of that? No. Is it fun to think about? Is it fun to think about, like, you know, like what would our lives be if we hadn't had a kid ten years ago? Right. Or like, know? what if my parents hadn't met, and then they, so then they never right. lived in the what same town I, as you, and so right. then we never met, and so what then... What if I got adopted by a different family? Right, like, exactly, like, that's, or just, like, what if, like, I, I left ha- the house two minutes earlier and got hit by a car, or whatever, right, you know what I mean? Right, right, And then it's, and like... it's just kind of this big, swirling... He, it's, it's too big a concept for me to nail down to 
people on a train or a man having a heart attack. Right. But I see what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's an interesting thing because I kind of just push that into the cloud of like, of like, yeah, that's like a big thing, man. Yeah. Like possibilities, man. I don't know. Um, as opposed to like really drilling down on, on the, the, practicality of it yeah well according to just my luck from 2006 directed by donald petrie mm-hmm. like some people are like it's it's just, it's just a form of like god is smiling on you sure you know what I mean? yeah sure. and the universe or, or the universe is smiling on you sure. or however you want to put it yeah and i'm just i just like the fact that i was i think that the way that luck manifests in the movie uh-huh is incoherent in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like the part where she gets unlucky and then she drops her contact in a kitty litter box and then she puts it in. Right. Don't do that. That's dumb. And her eye hurts. It's like, well, you're just stupid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not like, oh, I'm unlucky. There was, there was a lot of stuff like that where it was like, if it was, I mean, essentially what you want this movie to be is final destination. (laughs) Final destination is a, is a, is one where it works Uh because it's coherent Uh to me. Is the way that death works in that one, uh-huh. which is, oh, death didn't catch you in this because someone got a vision, uh-huh. and that's like the that's the oh, we kissed at the party and we switched luck. Sure, that's the precipitating thing. Sure, and then death will catch you in like very stupid Rube Goldberg ways that are fun for the for me to watch. Uh-huh. That's the concept of the movie. Uh-huh. In this one, what luck is? I mean, it should have been Final Destination with luck. <laughs> In this one, what luck is, is, like, just sometimes it's just her being an idiot. Sometimes it's, like, oh, the train's delayed. Sometimes. So how do you fix it, then? What is it? it, it how I feel how like you, does Final Destination with luck work? You shoot it like Final Destination, where it's, like, a focus, a laser focused on the tiny thing that went wrong. Okay. You know what I mean? Instead of just, like, sometimes, like, she gets somebody gets hit by a car or sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes someone says the wrong thing Mm -hmm. or some, I don't know what you're saying. Does anybody, (laughs) am I saying anything (laughs) is the question I want to see. I mean, I just, I was thinking too, way too hard about it by the end. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, man. Sorry. No, you don't. There's nothing to be sorry about. I agree with you. This is not a good movie. It was really fun to, again, watch Chris Pine and just yeah. focus on Chris Pine because he truly is the most adorable thing you've ever seen in this. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely one of those don't think too hard about it movies. Right. It's not good, but right. it's, you know. It, Throw on your NYPD hoodie. Yeah. Grab your sidekick. <laughs> right. Grab your T-Mobile sidekick. <laughs> with, yeah. They dance. Chris Pine and Lindsay Lohan, that dance scene where they first meet. Yeah. They dance to like a Royksop song, uh-huh. which is very 2006 to me. Yeah. And then she's like teaching him how to use a T-Mobile sidekick. Yeah. Which is very it's 2006. Very... We're going to get into the 2006-ness of little children Oh, also. yeah. Oh, so yeah. So this is a very 2006. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I there was, I had one laugh in the movie where I laughed. Okay. It was when she's in a restaurant. She doesn't have any money. Uh-huh. And the, the owner of the restaurant says... No buy, no sit. Uh-huh. And then he points to a sign on the wall that says, no buy, no sit. <laughs> yep. That made me laugh. <laughs> that he would get the sign printed in, yeah. the, in the broken English. You understand. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, great. Um, let me see my other notes here. Sorry if there's anything else. I mean, else. we've been talking about it for 40 minutes, so. Yeah. 
But I we also I feel like we glossed over a lot of what you like about it or what you like. No, about I mean it. honestly, I don't mean the thing. No, honestly, the thing that I like about it is the is the like rom comness of it. You yeah. know that I love that shit. Um, is it the best rom com? No. Is it like fun and dumb? Yes. Um, and again, Chris Pine. I can't say it enough. I just I think he's great. He is great, man. He's so great. Like he's he's, he's he like is, incredible. He is, he's like hot and whatever. I want to make out with him. But also, he truly is like a really good actor, even in this. Even in this, like, like what is happening? Like he's just fi- he and and it's and it's not that he's like it's not the same thing as the thing we talk about uh, with Michael Caine in Muppet Christmas Carol, where it's like he's going horde, yeah, and he's like acting yeah. with all of these Muppets, and it's very funny. It's, it's so not good. that. It's he has found. The level of where he is. And he's right. like, here I am. Here I am. And I'm giving 100% I'm, to this. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just so lovely to yeah. watch. He's, I, I do love him. He's yeah. a great actor. Yeah. I love his Captain Kirk. Yeah. I wish they made 20 of those Star Trek movies. I know. I, he's great in Into the Woods. He's, he's so great good at in Into the Woods. I was so, we're not talking about Into the Woods, but I was literally, literally so happy when he was good in that. Because it's, it's a rough, a rough thing to come from like, Captain Kirk and be like, oh, I'm going to do this musical theater thing now. And he was just so good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm, he's maybe my favorite of the Chris's. I know. Wow. You know, the Hollywood Chris's. That's like a thing. I think he might be my, be my favorite Chris, too. He's so good. Yeah. He's good at Wonder Woman. All right. I'm going to stop talking. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So is this available? You can watch Just My Luck whenever you want. Lucky you. It's on stars if you have stars. Oh, Otherwise, thank God. you have to purchase it. Oh, thank God. Question for you What's the connection? Well, the connection between Just My Luck from 2006 <laughs> and Little Children from 2006, I thought there would be more uh-huh. because they're both from 2006 and they right. were both shot on the East Coast. Right. Um, or at least some of them. Some, some of it. Some yeah. of each was shot on the East Coast. Um, but there's not really. There was a stuntman. There actually. Oh, sorry. No, there was. It was a lot of like people who worked behind the scenes. Okay. But there was a stuntman who was in both, named John Cena Tiempo. Not John Cena. <laughs> John Cena Tiempo. He worked on both films. He was a stunt driver for Little Children. Uncredited stunt driver. He said. Oh. But it's on IMDb. But interesting here. Mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson starred in a 2014 movie called Stretch. Okay. And he appeared with Chris Pine in the movie. Chris Pine is uncredited in that movie, even though he has a major role in it. And also... And from 2014. Yeah. Also, it was, like, fully pulled from distribution. Like, it was a movie that was, like, universal, apparently, a month before it was supposed to come out or something. Just pulled it. And so you... It's, like, not... I don't know. It's very strange. Weird. What's it and about? It's like a, I think it's like a collateral type thing, Mm. um, where, uh, Patrick Wilson is a limo driver Uh and he picks up like a billionaire who's Chris Pine. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like very cursory glance at the plot summary. Yeah. And then like mayhem ensues because of some crime shit. Mm. But, um. I want to know what the story is. I know. I do too. Also because I was reading about it and like the reviews are not bad for the movie. They're like, oh, it's like fun mayhem movie or whatever. So it's not even like, oh, this movie's terrible. Maybe it is terrible. But anyway, it's interesting. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. But it stars Chris Pine of Just My Luck and Patrick Wilson of Little Children. I love that. Um, 
So our next movie is Little Children from 2006, directed by Todd Field. Mm-hmm. IMDb summary, the lives of two lovelorn spouses from separate marriages. Okay, pretty awkward phrasing there. <laughs> um, a re- okay, the lives of two lovelorn spouses from separate marriages, a registered sex offender, and a disgraced ex-police officer intersect as they struggle to resist their vulnerabilities and temptations in suburban Massachusetts. Wow. Bad summary. Bad summary. Uh, especially because, like, it, this isn't necessarily incorrect, but the ex-police officer, to put him on the same level as the two lovelorn spouses and the registered sex offender in this plot seems yeah, he's uneven like, to he's, me. He's definitely fourth in that ranking. Um, yeah. It's, it's so I get, yeah. Kate Winslet and... Patrick Wilson mm-hmm. uh, play Sarah and, I don't know. Brad. 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 And, I mean, okay, let's start. Before we get into the plot summary, this uh-huh. movie, uh-huh. 2006. Yeah. This was definitely, like, a big kind of Oscar-y release. Sure. Um, Todd Field uh, did In the Bedroom before this, mm-hmm. which I literally watched this week not thinking. for the, I saw oh. it this week for the first time not thinking that we were watching this movie. Um, but I was like, oh, in the bedroom, I've been meaning to watch that. Let me check it out. How and was it? It was good. Yeah. It was good. Tom Wilkinson is, and Sissy Spacek are in it, and they're fucking incredible. Love that. And Marissa Tomei is great, and it's like, it's it's very little children-y, though. It's people in a small town, and they have problems. Yeah. Big problems. Big problems. <laughs> um, small town, big problems. <laughs> this is Little Children. Oh my um, God. Coming to CBS. Anyway, Little Children, big Oscar release. Kate Winslet, post, obviously post-Titanic, but this is in her, like, The Reader, and yeah. right out. this is right after Eternal Sunshine, oh. but then it's, like, this, and then she does, um, a couple years later, she does The Reader and Revolutionary Road. Is the movie Rev Road, of, baby. Which, like, this is obviously, has a lot of the same this, DNA. Yes, it's very similar, Road. yeah. So this is, this to me, Little Children, is the prototypical, like, People in pain in the suburbs movie. <laughs> that Revolutionary Road is also that, but yes. that's in the fifties, and this yes. is the two thousands. Yes, um, firmly like post nine eleven. But this is like Kate Winslet is a frustrated wife, mother mm-hmm. in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. She doesn't fit in with the other moms at the park, which like <laughs> those scenes are incredible. Oh my god! Patrick Wilson is kind of like a a an aging uh like jock sure. kind of guy mm-hmm. it's actually okay we'll get to that uh, plot summary they start up this like affair at the same time the town is going through turmoil because a registered sex offender uh has gotten out of prison and has moved into the town and everyone's freaking out and mm-hmm. kind of like wants to hunt him down and punish him mm-hmm. and that's Jackie Earl Haley who like this was definitely his big return to movies. Yeah. He'd been a child actor. Yeah, I remember you. I had never heard of him. And I, the thing that I remember is you telling me, like, oh, yeah, he was, this is, like, a, like basically, like, this is a big deal that he's in this movie. It was, was a big like, deal, yeah. And I was like, I've never seen this guy before, I don't think. So. I don't think I had ever seen him, because I never watched, like, Bad News Bears and stuff when I was right. a kid. That's what I think was his big movie. Yeah. Um, But he was, like... I think the thing that everyone was freaking out about uh-huh. was, A, how good he is in this movie. So good. Oh, my God. He's also perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. And I think he also was off the radar for 30 years or 20 years, 25 years or something. 
and then showed up again and was no longer this adorable kid, but was this like kind of terrifying looking in this movie. Right. Like 45 year old man. Right. And and just put in this like insane Oscar performance. Yeah, exactly. I think did he win? He was nominated for best performance, best supporting actor, and Kate Winslet was nominated for best actress, but uh, they didn't. Neither win. one of them went. Oh, um, but and it's the movie's all about the just the turmoil of everyone going through their shit. Yeah. Um, it's. Based on a novel by Tom Parada, who yes, also wrote... who also co- co-wrote it. Right, co-wrote it with which, Todd Field. Yes, which is, like, just off right off the bat, yes. Right, and Tom Parada wrote uh, Election, which, uh-huh. you know, eagle-eared listeners will know is in my top five. <laughs> and it's like, Patrick Wilson is pretty much like Chris Klein's character from Election grown up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. And kind of frustrated in the suburbs but also still like the hunky dad yeah, and kind of excited to be exciting to these older women and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and it's just, I've been talking a lot, but like no, I, I remember see, seeing this movie mm-hmm. and I loved it. I also loved it. That is like one of my first notes is like, I don't understand why Liza in 2006, and I feel like I said this about some other movie, but I yeah. can't remember what it was, why I, like, I don't know that I identified with it a ton, but I was like, I love this. I right. love, like, especially, like, Kate Winslet's character. I was like, oh, my God. And then having Ella in Hoboken. Yeah. Just, like, those playground scenes are, they're so real with like these other mothers and you're just, I think this is true with a lot of mothers is, is this feeling. Cause a lot of those scenes, uh, are just portraying how Kate Winslet's character is. It feels like inadequate. Yeah. In a lot of ways, like right. she forgets snack for snack time. And right. one of the other mothers is like, maybe you could write a list and attach it to like the, the wall next to the door and then right. you wouldn't forget things, you know? Um, yeah. It's not just that she doesn't fit in with them. Right. She doesn't like them. And then she also feels fully inadequate. Right. And it's like, and it's, and it's, it, it doesn't super go into this in the film necessarily, right. but it is this like very, uh, relatable kind of commentary on, uh, especially in this day and age, like you, a lot of, people have kids and then their kids become their entire lives. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, like Instagram moms and you're super mom and you do everything and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember, um, feeling wholly inadequate and like I was doing everything wrong and I was not, you know what I mean? And, And, um, kind of being on the younger side and, uh, just, yeah, it was just very identifiable, like with Ella in Hoboken yeah, and going our, to the parks. Oldest, yeah, right. um, and I yeah we. But like, I don't know why in two thousand six I was like I get this. Well, I think because <laughs> it it's a solid movie. Yeah, like, I think it's, it's so like good. you don't need to live have small children in a status obsessed suburb, which we currently do and yes. did then in did you know have for a while now. Yeah. Um, to get it. I mean, it's like, cause that, that's the strength of the acting and stuff. And I think maybe it was like, it, it was, it was really funny this time watching it. Like it was, yeah. it was, the movie's funny yeah. and there was a lot of funny stuff in it that I think maybe I didn't relate to as comedy before. Mm-hmm. But so that first, the, the scenes in the park are like, 
burned in my brain. So you know good. what I mean? Yeah. Where Kate Winslet is with these other mothers. She's feeling inadequate. The mothers are gossiping. Mm-hmm. They're watching their kids. Mm-hmm. And then Brad shows up. And they all start, ooh, Brad. He's like, they call him the prom king. The prom king. king, yeah. And then, you know, there's like a funny moment where the other mothers kind of dare Kate Winslet to go talk to him. She goes and talks to him. And then she like... Like, oh, you know what would be funny? If you hugged me. Yeah. And then they hug. And then, you know it would be really funny? And then they kiss. Yeah. And, like, I was, I, like, was on the edge of my seat and laughing out loud <laughs> this time at that moment. It's yeah. so good. And Kate Winslet and Patrick Wilson are so good. We've so talked good. about Patrick Wilson before it, for, like, our young adult episode, I think. And yeah. And some others. Montclair's own. Montclair's own. Yeah. We live, we live in a status-obsessed suburb that... He also he like, also lives in. I've seen him uh, uh, several times right. around town. It's very strange. We've definitely talked about this before, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. If you have not listened <laughs> to Patrick Wilson, who's a fantastic actor who yes. I love, yes. If you've not listened to his rendition of "We Need a Little Christmas," just it is, just YouTube it. It's it's the best. It's so good. It's so high energy. It's so joyful. It's my favorite thing. It's the only way one should sing that song. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, I remember loving this movie and then we got the DVD. I think we watched it a bunch. Mm-hmm. I remember like watching it a lot yeah. in the late 2000s. Right. And then I don't, I don't think I've watched it in 10 years. No. You know? Because it's also very um, upsetting and scary and yeah. eerie. Like it, 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 there's this weird thing where I know intellectually that it's not a horror film, but for some reason it occupies a little bit of that space in my brain. Yeah. And it's tense. That's yes. And that's part of, I think the directing and the, and the way that it's shot and the way that it's done. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just an insane amount of tension yeah. in it. And it's sometimes it's warranted and sometimes it's just like, Oh, this is what their lives are like. Yeah. Um, and in the bedroom is the same way too. There's like, there's, there's a, a big act of violence in like the middle of, in the bedroom that kind of like is what the movie's about. But you know, even a part, even just like the two people sitting, like having at a diner, having coffee in that movie, it feels so fucking tense. Yeah. And it's watching it the same week as watching this. I was like, Oh, there's a lot of that going on yeah. in this too. And there's so much tension in this movie, especially. And I think, okay. Like, so the, 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 the Jackie O'Haley thing, that character, Ronnie mm-hmm. running through it, Mm-hmm. is such a tense thing. And I think this movie is, it feels like a horror movie because of that. Yeah, for sure. Because, and I think part of it is that the movie and Todd Field and Tom Parada and Kate Winslet and all the people who made this movie, mm-hmm. there's not, it's not easy. Like he's a monster. He is attracted to sec- he's sexually attracted to children. Right. And he's a predator. Mm-hmm. These things are true. Mm-hmm. And then the movie spends over two hours making you feel empathy for him. Yeah. Even though, and it's not even like, Oh, cause it, it is presented as he has a disease. He has something wrong with his chemical yeah. makeup in his brain that makes him attracted to children. Yeah. And that, and so, but it's not even just that. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, um, it's not presented as like, oh, he, he lost the genetic lottery and so whatever. Right. Because he's also a fucking monster in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's a bad person. Yeah. In the movie, he, he, there's, there's this wrenching, wrenching, Oof. awful 
scene where he goes on a date with Jane Adams. Yeah. Who like, she, you know, is, is great. And she's, and then he, uh, like, uh, abuse, like abuses her. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like in, you know, in, in like, um, uh, in this way that is like not, it's not physical abuse, but it is, but it's anyway. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's really tough to watch. It is. And, uh, even for me and I'm not a woman. So, um, but, um, he's, the movie is like, yes, he's awful. He's bad, but he's, but he's a human being and he loves his mother and his, his, you know, and it's just, so it's like really tough in that way. And that's why it feels, the movie like feels bad. Yeah. It feels bad. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I love it. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's exactly why it feels like a horror film. Like it just, I don't know. It, it, it all, it's definitely one of those movies where everything comes together in this really lovely way. Mm-hmm. The performances, the directing, the way it looks, the cinematography is so cool. The way it's shot is so cool. The sound editing, there's yes. this scene where after she basically, I think it's after she kisses him. So at the, at the playground. So she has, um, ostracized herself from these mothers. And so she's, it's like, she's sitting against a tree, reading a book, her daughter yeah, is playing yeah. and it's this slow zoom out oh, and you're that. just hearing the sounds of the wind and, yeah. And it and and there's a ton of scenes with the the sound that I love the cicadas yeah because it's summertime the, the walk she goes on a walk with her friend yeah. in the dusk and it's I mean the it's like gorgeous yes, shot this movie gorgeous like gorgeously shot and the sound the the soundscapes of it right and it's and incredible. it's like again not something that you necessarily think of unless it's truly horrible or amazing and right. this is one of those movies where it's amazing. Um, and, I wrote that oh, down, like, even sound, sound of cicadas. Like, yeah, just, a, like, lovely. And then also, um, it has, like, this voiceover narrator yes. thing we haven't that, about that shouldn't yet. work, but it works so fucking well, and it's I like, don't know why. It's the guy, let me make sure of this, but I think it's the guy who does, like, Frontline. Yes, it is, because like, I looked it up. Oh, okay. It is. It is. It's, it's, and it, and yeah, it's this guy Will Lyman. Mm-hmm. He does he does Frontline. Yeah, and then he's narrating the lives of these people in this town in Massachusetts, and it's like it you know it almost feels like stupid to say, or this sounds stupider than it is, but it feels like you're watching like a documentary, like yeah, like like oh these are animals in their natural habitat almost. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, it's not that sounds like dismissive or something, or right, like, or like. Or like a gimmick, right? And it's a gimmick, not a gimmick. But it's not that, and the you get in that narration. It makes sense that like, like I could see them having a meeting where Tom Parada is like, "I want there to be voiceover because I wrote this book and the mm-hmm. I worked on the words, yeah, and the words are important." And then being like, "That's not how movies work," yeah, and him being like, "Well, I'm gonna walk." I'm sure this didn't happen. This I'm way. sure it didn't happen. Um, yeah, but it feels like oh, the writer of the book, uh, what a nightmare! He wants to have voiceover with his writing in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like prose writing in it. Yeah. But it works so well and it's it really so funny. Does. There are parts that are so funny. There's this one line where uh he's narrating how Brad he Brad is comparing uh Sarah to his wife. Mm-hmm. 
And he has this line where he says that Sarah has brows thicker than Brad felt necessary. Yeah. And it's just the funniest thing ever. It's so I, good. It's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so that's all great. The like, I agree with you, just the craft of the movie. And Todd Field, who listeners will remember we talked about him because he's in Eyes Wide Shut as the piano player in the oh, club. Oh, yes, I forgot. He's that guy. He made in the bedroom. I think I'm sure there's stuff I'm forgetting here. He made in the bedroom. Then, like, that got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Then he made this. This got nominated for stuff. And he hasn't made anything since then. I know. And he has a new movie coming out this year. Oh, he does? Yeah, with Kate Blanchett, I think. Oh. And it's like, What's it's supposed it to be great. It's called Tar. Oh, my God. Um, T A with an accent, R. I don't know. It's about like a. Tar. <laughs> um, but I can't wait because, like, I mean, this is, it's been like over 15 years right. since this movie. So, what? Oh, that's great. That's yeah. exciting. Um, I. We should talk about Larry also, who's played by Noah Emmerich. Yeah. Who's like, Noah Emmerich is so good in this movie. He's, he is. I first got to know him as the, got to know him. We're pals. <laughs> I first, but I, I feel like I am because I got to know him as the friend in the Truman Show. Oh, He's the friend right. in the Truman Show. Yeah. And I, I must watch the Truman Show like 50 times when it came out. You know what I mean? I'm not as familiar with the Truman show. Um, Oh, that's going to come up. I'm talk about so excited. Uh, a movie. That's not a horror movie. That feels like a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. And no Emmerich is, I think is really, he's also on the Americans. He's mm, great, okay. but he's a great actor. Uh, I love him in this role. This mm. role is, feels so, uh, simultaneously 2006 because it would be written different to, differently today, but oh, also, yeah of the now he's a cop who essentially shot he's like the cop who killed tamir rice essentially like he's he shot a kid who was holding a toy gun yeah and now he's gone he's like full of cop energy and is but with nowhere to put it and is a violent like deranged person yeah specifically against the ronnie character right he's like oh i can still be useful by harassing this sex offender who's, yeah. who's let out of jail or whatever. Yeah. And so he harasses him and his mother and is like, is, you know, forms a group to kind of just harass this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just an interesting character to have it, to see in a movie. And I think like there's, if I have a criticism of this movie, it's that, and not just for his character, but for mm. almost all the characters, uh-huh. it's like the ending feels too easy for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, should we spoil it? Should we? Um, we'll spoil it. I'll put a little skip ahead here okay. if you uh, don't want Little Children spoiled, because this is one of those movies that we're going to tell you to go and watch. You need to go watch Little Children. For I sure, love if you it. Haven't I seen really it. do. Yeah. I think it's so, I think the craft of it and the like, it's so fun and the acting is so good. Hello, if you don't want Little Children spoiled for you, go ahead and skip forward about four minutes to the 106 mark. But spoiler for it is that like, so... Essentially, it's like the good girl almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, but not as dark as that because Kate Winslet and Patrick Wilson are going to run away together at the end. Mm-hmm. Finally, they're going to leave their spouses mm-hmm. and run away together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they don't for reasons. Like Patrick Wilson gets distracted by skateboarders who treat him kindly because he and he like falls in with these bros that he he, he always just wants to be a bro, right? And then. 
Kate Winslet is in the park. Ronnie, whose mother has died, runs into the park and is like sad. And then Kate Winslet kind of loses sight of her daughter and freaks out and feels like I'm a bad mother. And so she finds her daughter, puts her daughter in the car and goes home. Yeah. So, and that's the last we see of them. Mm -hmm. Ronnie, meanwhile, has, his mother has died. He's losing his mind. He's, his mother's last words to him were in a note that say, uh, please be a good boy, which is devastating. And he mutilates, he castrates himself essentially. Yep. Um, which you don't see, but you see, you see the aternath of in the blood and everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Larry, who's the cop, the deranged cop who's been harassing him the whole time comes to him and before he realizes he's castrated himself says like, I'm sorry about your mother mm. and then rushes him to the hospital when he sees what's happened. Right. To try so, to save his life. So everybody gets like, like ever like the, the two spouses who've been fucking each other go home mm-hmm. to their spouses. Yep. The cop who killed a child, did they ever say it's a black child. I assumed it was, but I don't... I think they do. I think there's... I can't remember exactly what it is, but I remember thinking, oh, are they going to say it's a black kid? Okay. And they do mention something about his skin tone, so okay, I think great. they do. Great. <laughs> Why great? Well, well, because well, like the whole time you're watching it, I'm like, are you going to say this was a black kid? Or are you going to say gonna, it? Yeah. But <clears> so <throat> they... So he gets his redemption arc, essentially. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? He kind of like... And Ronnie... Like, it, it's kind of an easy out for him because mm-hmm. he castrates himself and so he's going to be saved, but he's going to not, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, it feels bad, but it also kind of like puts everyone in their right place in a yeah. way that it seems a little too easy, maybe. Yeah. I don't no, know. I agree. It's easy, but it also feels, um, I don't know that I agree with the thing I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying. I think what, what saves it in the end is the fact that it is, like, um, almost unfinished. Yeah. Because, like, yes. you can't, you can't, like, uh, do we really believe that Sarah and Brad just never hook up again? I don't know. Do oh, we yeah, really believe that, like, that Larry actually, because Larry's, maybe he saves Ronnie's life, but... The only thing that's going to fix Larry is undoing what he did and getting his job back, which is never going to happen for him. Yeah. So he maybe learned a lesson with Ronnie, but he's not going to change. His wife yeah. left him like, you know what I mean? So it, it feels unfinished in that way, in a good way. Yeah. Um, But I see what you're saying about like it feeling a little too easy at the end. Yeah. Let's rapid fire it. I, I'll just go through my notes really quickly. Right? Yeah, please. <laughs> please. Please do it. Um, the sequence where there's they're at the pool, there's a lot of time spent at the town pool, and then Ronnie, the sex offender, shows up at the pool mm-hmm. to go swimming, mm-hmm. is like, again, so, like a horror movie. So yeah. tense. Yeah. So scary. You and I were even kind of like disagreeing watching it, whether he is doing that to kind of like get a rise out of everyone, or if he's really... Because he says at the end, I just wanted to cool off, but all right. the... He's like... It's, like, shot in such a way that's, like, simultaneously, like, Jaws, but then also kind of empathetic towards him at the end. Mm -hmm. It's just very, like, human and crazy and weird and, like... Yeah. um, And so I I love that sequence. Um, I love all the, like, weird post-9-11 stuff, like, talking about the term homeland security and what that means. Yeah. And whether 
Patrick Wilson is going to get a cell phone or not. Yeah. And like, oh, you make documentaries like Michael Moore? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just like that dating it is really fun. Yeah. Um, that was kind of... Oh, I also thought for you, I was like, oh, I wonder if you'll bring this up as a disappointment. There's no like big fight in it. It's true. You know what I mean? Like you want... Like I was watching... Because I was thinking about it because In the Bedroom has a really big fight. Mm-hmm. Um between Tom Wilkinson and Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you know, the big kind of emotional, like, not violent fight, but just, like, fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it feels like you want that in this movie. I don't know, but it's, like, not... Yeah, but between who? I don't know. If it was a TV show, and it feels like there's enough plot in here to do a TV show. Yeah. Although I'm glad it's a movie. <laughs> but, like... It feels like it's amazing because Tom Parada also did. They made the leftovers into into the show into mm-hmm. the show the leftovers obviously, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was clearly like taking a novel that could have been a movie, but then making an amazing show out of it over three seasons. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think they ran out of book after the first season, and so they just I think I don't know I never mm. read the book, um, but anyway I don't know what I'm saying. I think like it, it's a it's a good movie there at the end. Good movie. All right. Is it available? It is available. I, I'm shocked by this, honestly. Yeah. I'm like, this is one of those movies, like we talked about with The Good Girl, mm-hmm. where it was so big for you and me, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody has seen and adores Little Children, the movie that everyone loves. Right. Like, and it's like. No, not really. People don't really talk about it, and uh, it's only available on Canopy, which is the app that uh, is with your local library. There's like the, oh. the, like the library streaming app. Yeah, which is cool. It's free if you have a library card. That's check weird. it out again. That feels like a real HBO movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. S- surprised that it's not on there. All right, well. Which one do you want to keep? Figure out a way and watch it, guys, because it's real good. I mean, obviously, we're keeping little children. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, do you, you don't, you're good with just my luck? I'm good. I'm good. You've it's seen it? very dumb. Okay. You know, I'm good, though. Great. All right. Yeah. Great. It's certainly, it's not, it's not one that's like, oh, I really, I really love it, though. It's like, yeah, this is really stupid. <laughs> Great. Great. Perfect. All right, should we pick this next matchup? Let's do it. Hey, Siri. Uh Uh-huh? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 178. 178 Mm -hmm. is, ooh, from 1999, Mm -hmm. Blast from the past. Oh, snap! <laughs> That's a good one. Brendan Fraser in the news, too. Uh, he is. I love that. That feels like there's a line from that movie that we used to quote all the time that we don't quote as much now, nope. but I great. love that. That's exciting. That is exciting. That's great. I love it. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 1,058. I was staring at that as it said it. From 2002. Secretary. Oh! (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't even... Even the mention of that movie. Wow. I can't even spell it. I'm flushed. Um, 
that's going to be a hot and heavy episode of DVD Deathmatch. Oh my goodness. Blast from the Past Blast. and Secretary. I oh know. My gosh. Wow, 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 wow. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Uh very different films. Very different. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll find a connection of some kind. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Y'all, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web, and I hope that you go and watch Little Children, because it truly is, dare I say it, a masterpiece? I would say a masterpiece. I'd call it a masterpiece. Yeah, I would. I love it. I really would. Um, I hope you're well. Come back in a couple weeks and see who survives. DVD? Deathmatch! Um, Great. I'm looking at my notes. The last thing I wrote was, just in big letters, there's no such thing as luck. Great. <laughs> I, I was mad at the end you, of it. You were really mad. I was not real. I was not like, you make it sound like I was like raging around the house. No. <laughs> You said I wrote in all caps. Yeah. I guess um, I like how I said I was mad, and then you said you were mad, and I said, no, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, too. Um, I'm furious. Awesome.